Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Brothers and sisters, our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He's a God who brings recovery and restoration to areas that need recovery and restoration in our lives. One of the definitions of restoration is a putting back into a former position, dignity, etc. That's something that would be a big time benefit in all of our lives. Some of you lost your former positions for whatever reason. Some of you were wronged and the position you had was taken from you and your dignity was lost by you. Some of you did wrong and the position that you had was rightfully taken from you. And because of that, your dignity was also lost by you. But regardless to the reason, this is the season for recovery and restoration. So get ready, get ready, get ready for the God of recovery and restoration to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Luke chapter 17, we'll begin reading at verse 11. And it says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met he ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he was on his way to go show himself to the priest. He saw he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice, he glorified God. When he say he turned back, that means he changed the directions in which he was going. He changed the direction in which he was going. He changed the plan that he had made to include the person who just cleansed him. See, a lot of us, after God does what he does for us, we don't, we don't include him in the rest of our plans. We got what we wanted from him, so there's no need to see him again. Well, he turned back and glorified God. When he came back to Jesus, he made a big deal out of it. He didn't like turn around and come back to Jesus and say, thanks, and then go about his way. He came back. Wow! Look at me. Glory to God. Hey, hey, gee, look, man. Look, 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 look. Wait a minute, stop. He made a big deal when he wanted it. See, a lot of people make a big deal when they want something. But after they get it, it really ain't about all that. He made a big deal when he wanted it. Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. After he got healed, on his way. Look, come here. Hey, look at me, man. Whoa. He made a big deal out of it. Oh, that we would make a big deal out of what God does in our lives. Oh, if we could just make a big deal out of the big thing that God did in your life. He did for you what nobody can do. He did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. He did for you that nobody else could do. How are you going to play it like it ain't about nothing? He glorified God. Think about it. Think about it. 
Ten lepers came to Jesus because they thought the situation was important enough to require divine intervention. But only one of them thought getting their requested solution was worth making a big deal out of. But only one saw benefit to return to say to Jesus, thank you. But only one chose to lift up his voice in thanksgiving to the person who provided them the help. But seems like, I don't know, I don't know, my mama taught me that it's just good manners to come back and say thank you. And she used to teach me, boy, make sure your thanks is equivalent to what was provided. So if somebody do great things for you, you make sure you give great thanks to them too. Verse 16, he says, 15, he says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet. He didn't trip. He didn't like was walking on him and said, whoops, you know, and like fell down. He intentionally fell down on his feet, giving him thanks. But notice it says, and he was a Samaritan. And he was a Samaritan. Now this is deep. And the one that returned was a Samaritan. The Samaritans were considered outcasts. They were not even considered by the Jews to be the chosen ones. Y'all ain't even the chosen ones. We the chosen ones. Although he may not have been in the same people's minds as the one of the chosen ones, he was definitely considered in God's eyes as one of the chosen ones. See, I don't care if I'm considered by everybody else to be the chosen one. As long as the Lord sees me as the chosen one, if he chooses me, I'm in good shape. Although he may not have made all the right choices in the past. That's why he was Samaritan, half Jew, not even doing all of what he's supposed to do. Because it was, he was an out, that's why he was an outcast. But this Samaritan made the right choice this time. Remember what did Jesus say to him? Well, let me see. This. He trusted Jesus. He called upon him and trusted him. Remember what Jesus said? He said, go show yourself to the priest. Some people think that he never made it to the priest. I differ with him. He made it to the priest. Jesus was the priest. He came to Jesus. I ain't going to the one that couldn't do nothing for me. Because so many of us, after the Lord does something for us, we go back to the ones that couldn't do nothing for us. And ain't never did nothing for us. He went back to the one that did something for him. That's one of the reasons why I, 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 I'm, I'm a person that believes every time the door opens, the house of God should be full because he did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We ought to be there. I said we ought to be there. That's what I believe. Now you do what you do. Praise God. But I figure people ought to be elbowing each other for a seat. Or showing their love by allowing others to be seated where they are. Because I'm getting me a seat. Why? Because last time he spoke for me, he opened up a new avenue for me that was never before. Last time I was there before that, he opened up another avenue. He opened up a door that was never opened to me before. Because I heard a word that was spoken to me. He epoed me. He commanded me. He ingratiated me. He gave something to me as a gift. And then I received that gift and my life changed and I was changed again. And I'm going to be there again and again and again. He went there. Turn to Matthew chapter 8. See, this verse that I'm about to show you shows us what was supposed to happen when the leper who went to show himself to the priest arrived at the priest. When he got there, what was supposed to happen? Was he just supposed to show himself? Well, let's look. Matthew chapter 8, verse 4. And Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way. Show thyself to the priest and offered the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. 
and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony under them. See, this shows us that they were to, to number one, show themselves to the priests and present the offering that Moses commanded for a testimony to their healing and evidence to a people. So they were supposed to come with a gift in their hand too. They weren't just supposed to come, they were supposed to come with a gift in their hand. Why? Because that gift is to give thanks back to God for what it is that he did for them. Because they knew nobody could heal them but God. And if God healed them, then I'm going to bring a gift back to God. Don't get nervous. I ain't coming after your pocket. Get, don't get nervous. Because I feel people like, you know, kind of like sucking in air right here. No, you don't have to buy your blessing, nor do you have to pay for your blessing after you get your blessing. See, in the Old Testament, they would come and offer an offering of another animal. Praise God. It would be death for the life. Whereas death had to occur for the life. Well, in the New Testament, death has already occurred for us to receive this life. Jesus has already offered himself as our eternal sacrifice. Praise God. That's what they did in the Old Testament. We do something a little bit different. We no longer need to offer up burnt offerings of lambs and turtle doves and stuff like that. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. We now offer the Lord the sacrifice of praise from our lips. That's what we're supposed to come back with. That's what that guy turned around and came back and brought a gift to the Lord. When he praised God for what he did, when he praised Jesus for what he did, he was bringing to the priest the gift that he was supposed to do. He was doing it exactly the way he was supposed to. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? See, we no longer have to shave our heads like they did and wash in water in front of the priests and all that kind of stuff to just to demonstrate our being clean. Thank you, Jesus. Because I'll be telling you to put your clothes back on anyway. Praise God. But but what we do is we, we offer the, the, pray, the gift that God wants us to have. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 13, show you what it is. <sighs> Hebrews chapter 13. I'm sure I'll be telling you, if you don't put your clothes back on, you better. Hebrews chapter 13. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I love the Lord. Make that verse 15. Verse 15. It says, now this speaking to us, New, New Testament believers, it says in verse 15, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Notice what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto God. That's what we do in the New Testament. From our lips should come thanksgiving continually, whereas we constantly thanking God. That's why we, after we've been blessed like we've been blessed, we don't miss praise and worship unless we just cannot be there. Why? Because that's an opportunity to thank God, praise God for what it is he did for us. I like what the people will be saying when they, when they up here on Sundays, for instance, praise God, they'll say, here we're going to have another opportunity to be able to praise and worship God. You know, come on, receive the worship team with a hearty amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Because every opportunity that we have to be able to sing praise unto God and give glory to his name is an opportunity for us to be able to shout and give him the praise and the glory that he's rightfully due as the gift that's brought to me and you. See, we give the gift monetarily, bring that, but we also give the gift that is the fruit of our lips, bring that. And even when you can't do the first one, you can always do the second one. You can still give him the praise that he's rightfully due. Even if you ain't got a dime to be able to give God are you listening to me up in here? 
Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Go back to Luke chapter 17. We're almost through. Luke chapter 17. So we can go back and give him praise. That's what that guy did. Came back and made a big deal out of it. So the praise that he was giving, he gave it as a big deal. He was hooping and hollering, singing and giving glory to God. Probably went back singing on the way there too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're in Luke chapter 17. We'll pick up reading. Verse 16, he fell down on his face at, his, at the feet, giving thanks to God. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Can I put a pause button here? He notices. He notices. He sees and he notices. Pause button off. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. Save this stranger. Except this stranger. He the one coming and doing. And he said unto him. I like that. And he said a hundredfold back into your life. And he said unto him. Now the first time when he spoke, he spoke to them. This time he speaks to him. O-C-O-C. There's two sets of people. There's the one that just get what they wanted. And then the second set is get what God wants to give them. And trust me, what God wants to give you is more than what you want. There's the set that gets what God gives them. That's the ones that call upon him, ask him. And there's the ones that get what God wants to give them. Them the one that's giving him the thanks and giving him the praise for what he already did. Because when you give him the thanks and give him the praise that all you already did, it sets you off into a whole nother category, which means that you are now eligible for something that everybody else don't get. That's why I said when, that's why he said, and he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Remember, the other ones were just cleansed. He was made whole. The other ones was just cleansed. He was made whole. That word whole right there is the Greek word sozo, which means saved, but it carries its premise, thereby completely restored. Thereby completely restored. He wasn't just cleansed as in the surface level cleansing. He was completely restored. See, whole is not referring to naturally only, but spiritually too. It's physically, psychologically, emotionally, and every other way that was once affected by the affliction. It is physically, it is psychologically, it is emotionally, and every other thing that was once affected by the affliction. Which means anything that was affected by that affliction, God says, I'm going to restore that to you too. Come on, woman with the issue of blood. All the money she spent returned. All she spent on the doctor's returned. All she spent on parking, returned. All she spent on late fees from not having enough to be able to pay the stuff, returned. Returned, returned, returned. Why? Because he said, I'm going to make you whole. All the, day, all the years that the locust stole from you when you couldn't be around other people like you wanted to, returned and restored. All, all the heartbreak that you had, 
I'm going to dry away your tears. And Revelation chapter 21 says, and I'm going to make all things new. Returned. God says, you are different than everybody else. The rest of them just got what they wanted. They cleanse now. But they might still be broke. Associations might still be destroyed. Everything else might still be intact based upon what happened back then. But he said, but you who gave me praise, you who gave me thanksgiving, restored. Totally. Completely. No remnant of it even existing in your life as of before. If that ain't doing nothing for y'all, I don't even know what to say to y'all. Praise God. This completely restored. This is what he said. By the way, this thing is written in what's called the perfect tense, indicating a completed action in the past and results that continue into the present. It is a completed action in the past. Because it's quiet as kept, this has already been prepared for you. But it will then have its effects in your life that's going to be present. Well, what about my future? Your future is your present. Because you live in the eternal now. Am I making sense? Your future is your present because you live in the eternal now. What, What time is it right now? Now. What about now? Now. What about right now? See, you're always in the now. You're always in the now. And so God says, I've already done this for you. And it's going to continue to manifest itself for you right now. Whereas other, the other ones might have had a relapse. You won't. Because you praise me. The other ones might have had to come back. Went away for a while and then tried to come back late on down the line. You won't. Why? Because you praise me. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's shouting ground to me. I don't know about nobody else. That's a good reason to praise him. Would anybody think that's a good reason to praise him? God said, I'm not just not going to heal you. I'm not just not going to cleanse you. I'm going to make you fully whole. And that's because of the fruit that came off your lips. First one was a request. It was something that, I re- that you requested of me. The second one is what I'm requesting of you. Turn to Psalms number 89. We're almost through. Now, we're going to be a people that's going to bring him praise and glory because of what he did for us. We do it anyway. I mean, because, you know, some of us, you know, any excuse to party. But after he hook us up, we're going to make a big deal out of it. We're going to make a big deal out of it. Saturday Night Live is going to be a party. Not a place where tired folk are tortured. (laughs) By being required to stick around a little bit longer. Amen. I got to figure out a way to turn. Leave that alone right there. Just move up. Psalms number 89. Not right now. Just another time. Psalms number 89. Stanza number one. Because of because if we was up partying like we're supposed to, is anybody hear me up here? We wouldn't feel so tired. You know, Bible, I, my Bible tells me the joy of the Lord is my strength. So if I'm all tired, where my joy? Amen. That must mean I'm in the flesh rather than in the spirit. Because the spirit is willing. It's the flesh that's weak. 
Amen. Bible says if you walk in the spirit, if you, amen, praise God. It said crucify the flesh. That's what it said. It said we have crucified the flesh with its former lust, including pillow, pillow, pillow. That's a lust. You can lust your pillow and your lazy boy chair. I wouldn't sit in a chair that's called Lazy Boy in the first place. It might get on me. Praise God. Anyway, we just move. Psalms number eight, that's just me. Praise God. Amen. I'm like that. I won't let, I, I, I won't, I won't let a, a vacuum cleaner in my house called Dust Devil. Ain't no devil getting in my house, not even backhandedly. Are you listening to me? That's just me, though. Bear with me. I mean, Whatever. He said, Pastor, you a little, you be tripping. Yeah, but cancer leave when I lay hands on people too. I just keep tripping. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Dirt devils. Get that devil out of my house. <laughs> I think they had it colored red too. I said, the devil is alive. <laughs> Anyways. We're back to this. We're talking about praising God. Psalms number 89, stanza number one. The psalmist said, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. What did they ask him to do? Have mercy upon us. He said, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. I'm telling everybody. That's what he's saying. We're going to lift up our voices in praise and thanksgiving because he was merciful to us and he healed us. And that's why the, the, the healing is lasting forever. So we're going to praise him forever. And we're going to thank God for it too. Amen. Psalms number 118 and then we through. Psalms number 118 starting with standard number one. It says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. He is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. Yeah, he is good. Because he is worthy, worthy, and he is good, for he is good. See, we could do it better than he did it. Praise God. He says, stanza number one, all give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let all Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. Why are we saying that? Because I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hateth me. Because you know it is better to trust in the Lord than to have confidence in men. Praise God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning to allow God to be a God of recovery and restoration in your life. God wants to, so all we have to do is believe that it's true. Cooperate with Him and let him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. We'll be so glad when he does what he promised us he'll do 
That is, bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. Don't forget, saints, that this Thursday is National Day of Prayer. Make sure that you take some time Thursday to pray for our nation, and our nation show enough needs prayer. The theme for this National Day of Prayer is, Lord, pour out your love, life, and liberty. It's based on 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which reads, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This world needs to be filled with the Spirit of the Lord. So let's join together and pray on the National Day of Prayer. If you need a place to go to join some praying people praying, come on and pray with us at Word of Faith. We'll be praying from 12 noon to 1.30 p.m. We'd love for all of you to join us as we pray for our nation. But wherever you pray, pray, because our nation and its political leaders Show enough needs some prayer. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.